Welcome everyone to the Reflection Artist Live podcast hosted by myself, Justin Lobato. Set your calendars to tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time where I will be bringing you industry spotlight interviews live from my active detail shop or an industry event. So if you're curious about who is who and what is what in the detail industry, don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Wednesday for some of the most exclusive interviews. Okay, we are officially live. Today is Wednesday, March 17th. We are uh, number 20 for the Reflection Artist Live podcast, and we have our special guest, Rocco Caparosa and Rocco Rosso. See, I messed that up. I said it like five times too. So Rocco Caparoso, uh, he is uh, president of Liptone Detailing Products out of New York. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we're going to get to know Rocco and get to know more about the company Bliptone. Uh, Rocco's been in the industry for roughly around 40 years. Uh, he's been owner and president of Bliptone Products for roughly around 23 years. Uh, however, Bliptone itself has been around since 1947. So they've got a benchmark in the industry for 74 years of helping pioneer as more of what we call a silent giant in the detail industry. So I want to go ahead and uh get into talking to Rocco and uh, thank you for coming on, but definitely want to get into his background, how he got started in his early years leading up to being the president of such a large recognized company. So Rocco, thank you for being on and I'll hand it over to you. Well, Justin, thank you for, for having me. And uh, I guess special thanks to your associate, Mr. Clint hints also for that reference to the sleeping giant. Uh, yes, he said it was okay for for me to actually use that and uh, shared it with my team, and we really like it a lot. You know, we've been we've been at it a long time, and and uh, interestingly enough, there still are a lot of people who don't know who we are. Sometimes they come into the Gliptone booth at SEMA, and they may even be looking at Gliptone for the first time, even though we've been out there a long time. And uh, so, anyway, that's Sleeping Giant. I like that. Good, good. It's, it's well, well owed because you guys, you know, do a lot and have a lot to offer that is premium. So, that, and we'll of course get into that. So background on you, how did, how did you get started? Where did all this come from in your early well, years? Seems, seems like, uh, like, a, like a, a few lifetimes ago, actually, this, the start of this. Um, I was, I was 19 years old when I actually got a, a wrong number phone call that put me into the, uh, into the distribution business, but backing up even a little bit more uh, on the detailing side of it, at 13 years old, my dad had a limousine business and my mom and dad worked real hard at that business. Uh, first car was uh, probably a late seventies formal Cadillac sedan. And in those days, that was like the smaller one to, uh, today, you know, it's the stretch limousines yeah, and, yeah. and all that type of stuff. So that was the standard for that, that model, that limousine. Just enough, but it was still a Cadillac. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, it had those skirts that half covered the white walls, so you'd have to get your hands up there and <laughs> bust your knuckles trying to trying to scrub the the white walls. And so that was my entree into the into the detailing industry was uh, maintaining those cars. Uh, the, they worked real hard. Ultimately, that business grew quite a bit, and the fleet grew, and and there were more cars added. So. Um, looking after those cars was my entree into, into detailing. Ironically, Gliptone, which I would have had nothing to do with the company at that point, other than being a kid detailing cars, it was the only brand of product that was allowed to be used on my dad's cars. So, uh, 
he was a fan of the brand and yes. then that went down to you as well yeah so gliptone was a local favorite you know it was a it was a new york-based company um certainly everybody on long island in the new york metro market knew the gliptone brand it was kind of like our cult secret uh excellent quality product and um there were pockets of people i guess around the world that, that knew it but it started here and 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 this was really where um you know it, it had its its strongest following um my career as a as a detailer kind of i say career i mean i was still really young uh kind of evolved into a a power washing business and and ultimately it was um uh, there was there was painting and sandblasting that got mixed in there so i i had an official registered company by the name of dirt busters at, at that at the age of 17 18 19 that was uh, offering those those services and um and and that's where that that phone call came that that one day if uh I don't know if you want me to bore everybody. Yeah, with yeah, story. no, go into it. Yeah, please. Now, were you still detailing cars at the same time in regards to your pressure washing the, business? Was the that detailing, the detailing was was it not detailing the way people today would recognize detailing? It, it would have been more of the pressure washing, fleet wash kind of um, production style. Production style, quickie wash bucket, you know, wash and clean the car uh, type of stuff. Uh, just a circle of friends and family and, and, and people my dad would know in the limousine business, you know, that, that sort of stuff. And did you have products that still contributed to your pressure washing business from Glipton that you were able to exercise using? Actually, no, back in those days, uh, Glipton was about, I would say uh, the, the whole range was probably 12 part numbers. Ah. And, and, and we would utilize the soap and the, the wax, um, the cleaners, you know, so maybe there was only about uh, three or four part numbers that we were using out of the, the, the range of, of, of 12 products that, that were being produced at that time. But um, so, yeah, with, with the company being uh, named Dirt Busters, ironically, there was a detailing shop that had that exact same name on the south shore of Long Island. So I'm up, I'm up on the North Shore and we're registered. We're an official business. The company is, is uh, in the phone book. And uh, this detail shop was at a trade show and he inquired about being a distributor for at the time it was a nationally recognized brand of product and he wanted to be a distributor and they sent a representative to New York looking for him. Right. Oh. Cause, yeah. Cause his business was called dirt busters. Uh, if the guy's watching today, I mean, you know, I, it's it's just the way it happened and things happen for a reason right <laughs> you know look at your position and look what you've done you know so i mean everything happens for a reason yeah he we used to get some of this guy's wrong number phone calls i'd have to admit and back in in those days you know we would we were kind of jokesters so we would get a phone call from somebody that's looking to get you know or maybe they're upset because their boat didn't get detailed and it was supposed to get detailed and what what are we thinking and, and we would say, you know what? You're such a pain in the neck customer, man. We purposely didn't end up coming in to, to do that. Yeah, so you know what? What? I gave you all these customers in the marina. You won't do another time. Yeah, promises, promises. So any, anyway, this day the phone call comes in and he's looking for this guy, Dirt Busters. And uh, he says, you know, we, we have a meeting scheduled. I flew here from Dallas, Texas. 
And I said, you know, I know the company that you're, that you're here to see, but you know, where I'm, I, I'd really like to transition my business into a distribution business. Would you be interested in coming to visit with me first? And he was like, yeah, you know, I'm, the company flew me up here. I'm supposed to meet with this guy. I said, look, I promise we'll have a, a meeting. If you, if you don't like me, I'll take you right to where these guys shop is. And so he reluctantly agreed, but we had that meeting. We really hit it off. Uh, next thing I know, I, I fly down to, to Texas where this company was, was based and, um, I meet with the team there and, and we hit it off really well and actually borrowed the money, probably $7,500 at that time I borrowed to, to get my first opening order and started going around hustling, selling detailing products. And, 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 and that was the start. And I was really committed. I mean, I was a hustler back in those days. And this was at 19 years old. So um, the first year of all the new distributors that that company put on, I was their rookie of the year. So I did more business than any of the new distributors. And probably the youngest. I was. That was like the big deal too, right? I, <laughs> I, I got rookie. I was the, in fact, I, I think I stayed the youngest pretty much throughout the whole tenure until, I mean, second year was, was number 10 celebrated for number 10 third year was number five and in the fourth year with these guys i was actually their number one world's largest distributor because each year i would set up a route right hire somebody to run that route and then go build another one the next year hire a guy to run that route so it was four years and four trucks on the road i mean i was on fire now, was this something that you just kind of stumbled into figuring out the process or was this like a full on game plan, business plan that you already had kind of uh, envisioned? You know what? It wasn't. It wasn't. It was it's, it's kind of like funny to say that I was getting tired <laughs> of being the guy that was cleaning the cars or pressure washing or I was only doing it like for a few years as a kid. Right. But I was already getting tired of it. And, and I started to think, you know, I, I'm not going to do this forever. Funny. Right. I'm 19 yeah. years old. Um, I'd, I'd rather transition into a business where I could sell something and, and make money that way. And, and so that's, that's what I did. And, um, you know, it today, I mean, I Gliptone was, well, Gliptone came obviously a little bit later. I, so I was a distributor for this particular brand, continue to grow the distribution business. And, um, I acquired a couple of my local competitors along the way. And, and that's really where you know, really where some of the transition happened for me, because one of those acquisitions was a guy that was manufacturing car wash tunnel chemicals. Mm. And, and so that was really my first entree into the manufacturing business, right? Um, he had a whole range of today, what would be considered antiquated chemistry, but it was the soaps, the drying agents and everything that the car wash tunnel would use. And I was intrigued with that side of the business. And so we started to develop a lot of our own. Uh, the distribution company, by the way, was called uh, Kemco. Okay. So it had transitioned from Dirt Busters to Kemco Distributors. And, and Kemco was the distribution company. And um, we, 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 we just kept growing. After those first years, we continued to, to grow and that manufacturing uh, transition for me really opened up my eyes to some stuff. And then later. So you're doing both. You were manufacturing what your own line along with the Glypton line, or were you adding to it along with your routes? Well, the 
the Gliptone acquisition came in 97. So there was a, there was a couple of years though. I bought that, I bought that um, uh, tunnel manufacturer, that tunnel car wash soap guy uh, mm -hmm. in 95. So for two years, I was really starting to get my head around the whole manufacturing concept and said, you know, this is, and it was growing and we didn't only have the car wash tunnel stuff. We developed a whole range of detailing products to add on to these other brands. I mean, by that time we had expanded into carrying some of the other common brands that people would know, like, like 3M and Meguiar's and some of the other names. household names. Yeah. And it was, it was more like, um, uh, even all the ancillary items, towels, brushes. Yeah. So it it makes a, it more convenient because you have people asking for it. And if they're demanding it, why not supply it, right? Exactly. A one-stop shop type of deal. That's that's what, so those route trucks were filled with all those types of items. And, um, you know, it, it was um, when the more I made more products that I felt were a fit for the detailing industry, and the more I started to get excited about the manufacturing side of it, and our business started to grow and, and our range of products that we were making were growing. I was looking for a building. I, was, I wasn't looking to buy a manufacturer. I was looking to buy a building and set up a large manufacturing operation. The plant manager of Gliptone was a friend and he was kind of helping me and maybe even thinking about if I bought the building, he would like leave Gliptone and, and come work for me and run my manufacturing operation ironically over a beer one night he you know it was like hey why don't you just buy gliptone you know we got a factory that's already set up we've got a brand name that that's been around since 1947 really premium quality stuff and long story short that's that's what ended up happening bought gliptone um now did you already have a, a good in with um, the person who was in charge of gliptone at that point to, to, to start making these arrangements and these agreements well, it was, uh, ironically, I was one of the brands of product that were being sold on our route trucks was, <laughs> was the Gliptone products. So I, I knew the people, I knew the original family. Um, and during the time I had my distribution business, that company had just recently changed hands. Uh -huh. And the new owners were more like in there for investment reasons. They weren't necessarily, you know, passionate living and breathing the detailing wax industry necessarily. So when, when the idea was, was, and that's another whole long story. Well, we, yeah. <laughs> we get into another, another time, but um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we ended up buying Gliptone and today, I mean, it's been expanded to the point where we produce more than 600 formulas that we make here in our Ronkonkoma manufacturing facility on a regular basis. Uh, products that touch the car wash tunnel industry. We make the mm -hmm. full range of automated car wash tunnel products, professional detailing products. The uh, range of the retail consumer products has been expanded to probably close to 60 part numbers or more at, at this point. Wow. Now uh, you said when you got into cleaning your father's limousines, that was about only 12 part numbers at the time. By the time 97 came around and you acquired Gliptone, did they, of course, grow their part numbers, which I would think they would have by then? Or well, Let's see, 97, when I bought the company, we were they were about 20 to 22 part numbers. So nothing crazy. So you definitely no. contributed to oh, yeah. the, yeah, the growth time. of what you saw a void in the market for and continued to go after it. No, no doubt. First thing I did, hired a chemist. 
we ultimately ended up breaking ties and, and going in a separate direction from that company that we had, we had started out with and um, started adding a lot of products that were missing, things that were the detailing industry was kind of yearning for, looking for at the time. And it, even still today, I mean, uh, you know, I, I feel proud and, and uh, you know, uh, just good about the fact that we've brought a lot of innovative things to the to the industry. Um, the uh, the our soft touch brand of towels, for example, as we don't manufacture the towels, but it was something that I, I saw at a at an international trade show that wasn't they were they were commonly sold. Excuse me, they were commonly sold throughout Europe, but they were not in the United States automotive detailing industry yet. And that was like back in. Uh, I don't know. I, I want to say it was uh, maybe maybe about '96 or somewhere around there, where that was just added into the distribution yeah. side. You of saw an opportunity, and that contributed to it be more exclusive for your brand, but complementing your brand at the same time. Absolutely, and and it was something that would help raise the bar, you know. And we're yeah. always looking for stuff like that, game changers, things that can contribute. Uh, which you know what. And, and, and I probably have said this to you in the past, if I haven't, and it, it, it can't be said enough times, so thanks to you, Justin, for, uh, and, and others like yourself who contribute to the detailing industry. Because I got to tell you, in the early days, man, when I used to drive that route truck around and then my route guys would drive it, the detailing people as a trade, they were not respected at the, at the level that I always felt that they should have been. And it yeah. was always a tough deal, man. It really was because the car dealers weren't respecting those guys. Um, the standalone detail shops would feel like they'd have not much of a choice but to do some wholesale work to keep the lights on. And it was abusive. I mean, they were getting paid 60 bucks or $65 a car for rats. I mean, to really have to work on nasty cars. And, um, you know, the more the industry has evolved and with people like yourself that are providing education, training, raising the bar of, of, of the quality of, of what the industry as a whole is putting out now, it makes it exciting and profitable for detailers to be in this business and to, to be well compensated for, you know, for the uh, contribution that they make. So 100% agree. Yeah. So that's, it helps. Uh, that continued education from all different aspects. Anybody who's involved with that is just helping raise the bar overall. Yeah, and, and we try. Look, I, I attribute a lot of the success that I had along the way in those, especially in those early years, to what to making that contribution, right? As much as I knew about detailing and as much as I was committed to continuing to learn more and help, I would put that into my customers. I wasn't a sales guy and I would teach my route guys, you're not, you're not a sales guy. Okay, you're a consultant. In most cases, these yep. guys came from the <clears throat> detailing business and I would tell them, look, don't be a salesman. Be, be the detailer that goes into the shops and say, you know what, I'm, I'm not a salesman. I don't know how to make you buy something if you don't want to buy that thing, right? But, but here's what I do know. Mm -hmm. In some cases, like one of the guys, uh, Doug Callie, who's been with me for 30 plus years. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I, we've got a team of people. I want to give hey, these guys got a credit. family. That's what it is That's because it. they've been with you for so long. It, it's exactly right. And this particular guy has been there from... Uh, uh, you know, from the early days. And um, I remember having this conversation with him, like, like, dude, you're one of the, 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 
the best detailers that I know. So don't be a sales guy. Go out there and show these guys. And he's been doing it ever since. And he's still on our team. And, and that was the commitment that we made was to help raise the bar. And as a result of making our customers more successful, we became more successful. And today, you know, that's what we do worldwide. Gliptone products are being sold throughout USA, Canada, Central America, South America, India, Middle East, um, throughout Europe, Australia. So we've got distribution in all these places uh, today when we put new distributors on, it's because we feel there's a fit to, to our, our family, our family of our staff, you know, our team and our family of distributors. Um, one of the, the latest guys, uh, Jay Hymas out there in Utah, Jay, if you're listening, man, uh, proud of that guy. He, you know, the, these are some people that I come across sometimes and I say to myself, wow, this guy is servicing his customer base the same way I used to do it. And I train my people to do it. And those are the guys I want to join our family. Those are the guys that I want to be part of Gliptone's growing family of distributors worldwide that really are passionate and care about the industry, care about raising the bar. Um, and you've got the track record that leads by example. And that's the biggest thing is, you know, being a leader and you going down that road and being part of that, when they come to you for questions, you've got answers because you've been down that path. Now, with a lot of your routes and with you, you know, having flip tone, did you exercise a lot of those techniques and strategies that you had as once as a route driver yourself to help grow the business for the routes overall for flip tone? No, no question. I mean, uh, and everybody on my team was was kind of shared that same mindset, that philosophy is we're employing these techniques in that's one of the reasons by the by the time in, in really back to my fourth year in business when we had four routes and ultimately we got up to nine routes before we transitioned completely out of the distribution business purely into manufacturing and and setting up distributors all, all over the world it was teaching them to be more successful by servicing their customers the same way we did it in the early days and uh that team i mean this 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 um this may i'm going to be married 29 years congratulations thank you to the same girl that back then i was dating throughout all of this and she mm -hmm. stuck with me she's in the yeah. business My she's been on the roller coaster with you yeah oh, oh yeah i mean yeah i've had you know we've had our our share of me getting gallons of product thrown at me and stuff like that and oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know what? We're, we're we're still together we're a team um our daughter's in the business with us my my son nicholas is in the business uh jay marina who you see this background behind me with the graphics I, you think i would have known how to do that no jay jay is a genius and he's uh been with me for, for 20 years Ironically, our VP of sales, Tom Coniglio, who's uh, been in this business 30 plus years, Tom was the VP of sales for that company that I started out with in those early days. And uh, he joined our company a few years ago. Everybody that comes on board as an employee or as a distributor is kind of like detail-minded, detail-centric. And I think that's what's special. And people, 
see it. You know, they, they go to the trade shows, they make their way around. There's, it's almost like walking into an auto parts store. There's hundreds of choices of car care products. Seam is like that, right? Yeah. But, but usually by the time they come back to the booth two or three times, we can see that they notice and they're figuring it out from our team that we got a special group of people. And um, it's, it's same with you, man. Same with what you're doing. And I, I know a, a, a lot of guys that are very passionate about this industry. You could see it in, in their enthusiasm, where, you know, how they love what they're doing. Detailers that really love what they're doing versus the guys that are just doing it for money because, that really don't work, you know, if yeah, passionate, yeah. <clears throat> the passion will drive you faster and harder than anything else. That's for sure. No doubt. Yeah. Sometimes it's also a, an, an evil <laughs> that will keep you with well, your blinders yeah. on, but that's okay. That's why there's, there's, you know, a lot of good mentorship in this industry that will help broaden that spectrum to not be that way. Um, <laughs> with, um, with everything you got going on, I mean, you still spending a lot of time in the lab when it comes to developing these products? Are you still on the forefront of approval and quality control of what you're looking for along with all the R and D that goes into it, you being a big part of it? Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good question because uh, I didn't, I, I, I mean, I had some light chemistry in high school, right? So I wasn't a chemist <laughs> by, by school. But Add I the chemicals to the water. Don't do the opposite, right? Yeah. No, I, <laughs> but I, I'll tell you what I've, I've, if this desk is filled with, with pilot formulations right now, I've, I'm passionate about it. From when I first bought Gliptone and hired our first chemist, I was over that guy's shoulder constantly. Um, and, and I've had, you know, chemists are like attorneys. They're as, from the standpoint of they have their specialties. Mm-hmm. You know, some guys are like soap and detergent specialists and other guys are emulsion specialists. Other guys are um, abrasive technology, uh, you know, is, is, is really their thing. And over the years, I, I feel fortunate to have had, uh, exposure to some really good quality chemists that have, that have worked for me. And, um, but I'm in the lab as much as I can be. I mean, I've got a, a bench chemist that I'll go ahead and mix up and, and give a pilot, you know, of what I think theoretically, how the product should work with certain ingredients, pass it off, get my little bottle, go outside, work still myself, try the product. You know, it's funny, like before COVID, about a year and a half ago, I had a, a couple of guests in what our Pan-Asia distributor, Moses Dian. Um, Moses is, is from a place called Hyderabad. Moses, uh, it, and, and, and I'm going to just, Moses is, is struggling with something right now, um, a, a colon cancer thing he's battling. So, mm prayers for for mr moses from india for whoever can can help uh you know send some prayers our way uh but great guy him and another gentleman out of the middle east came to visit and in a weekend we were benchmarking against another brand i don't want to say what the brand is but they were like listen we need this compound to cut these scratches and we we needed to in so many passes of the buffing machine it's got to be those scratches need to be gone and um, and, and we want the paint finish to be as clear as possible. So, and, and they were saying, look, I got to be honest with you, Rock, your stuff is great, but right now you don't have this and you need this. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's, let's, let's do it. I was back and forth that weekend up in the lab myself with my bench chemist for probably 20 times. And we would go right back to the panel and we would buff. 
back up to the lab, back down. By the end of it, we had something. It, it was the development of, of our new Extreme Buff Clear product. But I mean, it was it's something I'm proud of. And that is, so I don't think I can ever break from that. Although I, when I'm out in the field visiting, if I'm, if I'm riding with a new distributor and he's introducing me to his detail guys and I'm talking shop with them, I'm really excited about that. I, I feel like that's a comfortable place for me, but I'm equally as excited in, in the lab, knowing that we're working on birthing something new, something innovative, something different and um, something that's gonna make a contribution. So, uh, yeah, yeah I'm no, in there as much as that's I can. huge because I mean, I shouldn't say not every company, but a good majority of, you know, presidents or owners may not have the opportunities or just no care to want to get into the lab and, and be part of that R&D process to put their stamp of approval on it. They, they rely on a team, which there's nothing wrong with, but right. the fact that you're in there and, and you're putting your personal stamp of approval, because you're seeing it from start to finish, you know, on top of touching a lot of clients and routes that's still something as, as a president is unique, you know, and it's beneficial. And it says a lot of integrity for the business in general. Well, thank you. I, and that's, I agree. And that's one of the things that make us, I, I, I think, unique in that, not just me being intimately involved in the, in the, you know, the chemistry side of it, but where I can sense because I tweak something and I say, you know what, maybe it's a half a percent more of this or a half a percent less. And I, and I go out there and I use the product and I know what the ingredient is that's either doing what I want it to do or not doing what I want it to do. And then we're back in the lab again. And, and it's that sort of, you know, relationship with the cradle to grave kind of, you know, birthing the product, getting it out there, using it, putting it into the hands of our team. And again, I mentioned one of the guys, uh, Doug, who's, who's been with me a long time. I got some other really good, hardworking um, oh, yeah. distributors out there too that do the same thing but the, uh, uh, Mike Lenahan another great guy in, in in the middle part of New Jersey hardest working distributor that that we've got out there uh, Tom and Ryan here on on Long Island I mean we got a, we got a lot of people that work hard that care about this industry and when we and we're working on a lot of stuff right now you know when I, I put this out there I, I, I put it into their hands hey they'll test it give me the feedback. And, and that's how we put a product into the, into the professional side of the, of the business. And, and if it's working well there, eventually we might have an offset version of that product that gets added to the retail. Yeah. Or if you get too. a demand for something that, yeah, for that, then you listen and you make it happen. And that's where a lot of, a lot of these guys that are detailers, that's one of the biggest things that I like that gets me going is that when I, when I'm working with a company, just even as a detailer outside of all the industry stuff, if I know that from the top down, they are all in with like how you are with going to the lab and helping out and doing all that all the way down to the distributor, just trying to help you. That says a lot versus just a company that's making products, putting distributors on the road just to turn a dollar because that right there is not, they're not looking out for your best interest at that point. They're just looking out for their pockets. And I know there's not a lot out there that are like that, but there are still quite a few, you know, and when we look at the entirety of the industry. So it, it means a lot. So when these detailers are picking and choosing their products, they, they need to understand that there's a lot that goes into it behind the scenes, especially from the owner slash president himself, like in your position. And there's a good handful of that group as well, including you that do that which is awesome to see. And more of that needs to be common knowledge. So people, when they are purchasing, they make more of a conscious decision, just not on the product and its performance, but 
the source and how much goes into that. Yeah, agreed. And you know what, I'll tell you, thinking about that, I've been in this business a long time and, you know, I, and there's a lot of good quality products on the market, let's face it. And, and there's some passionate people that I respect. You know, I respect my, a lot of my competitors that are passionate about the detailing industry, helping the detailing industry. Um, and there's been some companies that have come along long after Gliptone. I mean, 1947 to now, and there's been companies that have, that have been out there and maybe there's some things that they do from a marketing standpoint that, that they've got us beat and they, they've got the better way of getting the word out, you know, you know and then and they have, and they've been real successful with it. But after people start using Gliptone product, they understand that, you know, and I understood it too, pretty early on, the company's slogan since like the early fifties has been try it once, use it forever. It's in on all our packaging and people, after they get to know us, they look at that and they're like, you know what, dude, you guys got the right expression, man, there, because it's not just your products, although your products are like excellent, but the whole team, everything that you guys stand for, I, I can't, I mean, they might try a different product because of price or because of something that was advertised a real special way. And, but for the most part, they're, they're sticking with us. We've got end, end user customers, distributors that have been with us since day one, and they're not going anywhere. I think it's because of what we bring to the, to the table. And I'm still a young dude. I've got, uh, you know, family that's, uh, like I said, that's in this thing with me. We're looking to continue to grow it. I have a lot of fun growing it. I'm real, every time I, if, every time we crack into a new market, like last year, just before COVID struck, I was, I was down in South Australia and I almost didn't make it back. In fact, I was the last flight that made it out, out of Adelaide. Dude, it was like, a, it was a crazy. <laughs> in fact, my New York flight from LAX was canceled. I, I had to rent the car. I didn't ultimately have to drive because last minute they, they, they put the flight back on the, on the board. And I was able to, I had to come back in the airport again, go back through security oh, and man. Get, get on the plane. But but my, what I, the story, I, what I wanted to share about that was that represented, and, and actually last year also even back in February, so, so two big trips, one was India uh, and one was, um, was Australia. And when I'm talking to detailers in other parts of the world and understanding what they're up against and how passionate they are, it's exciting. It's exciting to bring our products to the new markets and to you know, help somebody have a revelation on maybe they're doing something wrong. And now all of a sudden, they, all of a sudden they figured it out and they're using one of our products to accomplish that, you know, and, and it's, yep. it, it's a, it's a great feeling. So uh, that, that still does it for me, for sure. Now with, with the pandemic and everything going on, obviously there was a lot of craziness. I understand that uh, you saw an opportunity there as well with being able to provide some some great products and redevelop under a new name, which is the Glip Sand right. name, correct? And so, dig, you know, go into that a little bit and tell me how, you know, what your thought process and how you guys started with that and then what you did end up developing. Well, when I, when I was on the flight back from that Australia trip, it was lonely. There wasn't a lot of people on the plane. <laughs> And there were people in the airports crying, covering their heads with sheets. I mean, it was a, it, it, it was a, a, a rough experience. And I remember walking through JFK and hearing my footsteps with echoes and thinking, wow, 
you know, I might not be able to sell car care products for how long? I mean, my wife was really on the phone yelling at me because I should have left earlier to come home, but I'm not going to, until I finish the job, I'm not, I'm not coming home. But I I remember reflecting and thinking, you know, this could last a long time. Uh, What if nobody, if we're on lockdown and the dealers aren't selling cars, what what are we going to do? So like, like many other products or, or companies, I should say, we, um, we got an FDA approval, an emergency FDA approval to make hand sanitizer. It was an FDA approved hand sanitizer and we were doing really well with it. And I said, you know what? We're not gonna just stop here with hand sanitizer. So we built out a whole range of what we call Glipsan, Glipsan, Gliptone sanitary solutions is, is how we refer to it. And today, and in a short period of time, I'd say about maybe three months. And I reached out to, I didn't have, a chemist on staff or that was um, a specialist in antimicrobial technology and some of the formulas that, that we were making, I don't know, you, in, in, unless you've got certain registrations, you can't make certain efficacy statements. So there's a, there's a lot to it. Yeah, yeah. But we developed a range of products that were good on soft surfaces, leathers and vinyls that would give lasting antimicrobial protection to those surfaces. We have lots of car washes today that are still using those uh, as a free service for all their full service customers. Oh, very nice. Um, Hard surface uh, cleaners, antimicrobial hand soaps. um, You know, just just things that if we weren't going to be able to sell waxes and polishes, because back then, you know, we didn't know that at least we'd have products that we felt would make a contribution, not just to the detailing industry, but to the world. And um it's doing it's it's doing pretty good have to did say you, did you feel that that space with diving into that side of it with the chemistry was a lot more strict or had a lot more restrictions yeah there's there's no question and i had to we had to reinvent ourselves from the educational standpoint of first of all learning about all these different viruses you know with corona being an enveloped virus and who knows what's an what's an envelope virus compared to certain bacterias and so we had to research cleansers that would use either quaternary ammonium compounds or um, uh, peroxide, hydrogen peroxide, chlorine bleach. I mean, you have your options of, of different alcohol and ethanol and every one of them had their pluses and minuses. So I, I, I really dug into it, did my research on what I felt was gonna make the best contribution relative to the detailing side of the business, automobile centric, creating sanitary products for, you know, for that side of the business. And of course they, a lot of our distributors were like, you know, dude, I'm, I'm going into restaurants. I'm going into my dentist office. I'm going into, we had liquor stores that were, that had our, uh, (laughs) they were the only ones open. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when you're at home and you have nothing else better to do, you know, and some, and some of these relationships that people have at home, well, they have no choice but to drink in order to get through the day. <laughs> Dude, I probably drank more than I should admit here on this podcast. COVID <laughs> lockdown, right? But uh, it was um, it, it was a tough time. But the, that was, I would have to say, that was one really good, exciting thing that uh, that and our team rallied together. Unfortunately, we did we ended up furloughing some of our our team, uh, and but we've brought everybody back so at this moment everybody's we're at 100 percent capacity very nice uh, those of us that were still here were working on that glipsand range 
And so it was uh, it was a great way for us to stay busy, keep our mind off of COVID, continue with the selling of, of products so we could stay in business. And, and that's really how it came to be. And I, I think it's going to be with us uh, for a long time to come because products are selling well. So, yeah. And that's the thing. It's business, right? I mean, you, you, you produce the product so they can sell. But the flip side of that is, to your point, it's, it's, it wasn't an easy category to get into. Like the, all the other things with the raw materials, the detailed products and things like that, that's one side of it where you had chemists set up. But now you're bringing in a different chemist. You've got a lot more restrictions you're dealing with. It's almost easier for you not to even go that route just to say, yeah, forget it. We'll deal with it. But the fact that you still push forward with the little bit of resistance of the learning curve and made it happen, it's not necessarily always about the money. It was still being able to fill a void and represent your name with the quality like others have done. And then you've got the major manufacturers that already make that stuff, right? Like the Germex and the, uh, the sanitizer brands that are already producing that stuff. They were the ones that really, I think, capitalized on on the on the pandemic to say versus someone like yourself that it was easier probably for you to just say, no, we're going to skip that than it was to go into it with an investment and doing everything and still making it happen to being successful at it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I first of all, I wasn't there wasn't a lot much else to do. Right. Yeah, I, I, I cannot sit still. So that was the first part of it. Right. I had to stay busy with something. Correct. Um, the, the other part of it was I was thinking of my family of distributors, not just my family I had to feed. Right. Yep. But my, my family of distributors that are out there that at least if I can provide them with some some product that they can, even if they've got to cross over into the, the restaurants or uh, nursing homes, which we had some connections with there also where we were able to sell some some product, um, at least we can keep them busy and 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 we can, you know, keep them making some money part of the problem was those big names those big names were not able to ship i mean they couldn't ship you know the lysols and the procter and gambles and there's i mean there's a lot of big companies that are in that space once those once those guys right now are back up to their full capacity and they're shipping and stuff like that you know we're definitely going to be falling very far down on the on the on the list of of uh names that they think about for those types of, of chemistries. But I think one, one of the things they'll remember is when they couldn't get those products, when the dealerships were, were opening up and their service departments, the service people were freaked out because they didn't want to get inside a customer's car and touch the steering wheel and touch the, the shifter. You know, at least we were giving them something that they couldn't buy. I mean, you couldn't get white. Couldn't get, I mean, all the stores were out of all that stuff. So we were filling what at the time was, was a void. And, uh, and in the end, it, it worked out good for us. Very Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Kudos to you guys for taking that opportunity and it being successful. And then, yeah, the backside is, let's just say the other brands come back to normal and dominate, which is fine, but you still have the Gliptone name on it and people, your Gliptone customers are still going to be looking for that source through you guys. So either way, it's a win-win. <laughs> the numbers may not be up there, but they may be up on the other stuff and it all, it all will come out in the wash. Right. That's, that's <laughs> it. And, and this year, you know, we're, we're off to, uh, to a really good start. Numbers have, are, are really doing well. We're, we're clawing good. our way back. Um, uh, Gliptone, we reached a milestone just last week uh, with um, having registered for the first time in the history of Gliptone and the history of me, 
uh, a patent. So we got a patent pending on, on, on a new technique that I'm going to be excited to, to, to share. It's something that we're going to officially announce to the industry uh, in the beginning of April, but it's, um, it's exciting. It's just a couple of weeks away. Anticipation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to send you some of this stuff and, and I'm going to want your honest opinion about it. And I, look, we, we've done a lot of heavy field work uh, testing with, with this stuff. We wouldn't have spent the, the amount of money to, uh, to have it searched and, 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 and find it. We got a good pathway to receiving this patent. So we're looking forward to that. It's uh, it was, it was registered last week and um you know, it, it has to do with a part of the detailing process that's often overlooked. Okay, everybody today is so focused and sometimes like I think it's misplaced focus on the durability of these products. And we're all searching for that, right? All these different additives that we can put into our chemistry to make the products last longer. When you do a coating on a car, that's 50,000 mile two-year-old car, or maybe a 40,000 mile two-year-old car, a three-year-old car. How many hours do you spend on the actual coding application versus the other stuff? I mean, is a yeah, lot more. A, yeah, not as long as you would on the correction, the prep and all that. Exactly. And, and, and anyway, for, for me growing up or growing up in this business and, and one of the guys, and I don't know how many people watching this will, will, will know this guy, hopefully many people do, but this guy by the name of Dennis Dean. All right. I got to give Dennis a, a, a lot of credit because when my wife and I first started in this business, he had a training set up out in, in Denver, Colorado. We flew out there and, and, and that was, he was my guy. He was my mentor in those early days. And, um, you know, it was through that education. I mean, that was really what helped me to understand. You got to know what you're talking about, man. You can't just like show and tell things if you don't know, uh, you know, what, what the heck that it is you're doing. And I Amen. remember. <laughs> Amen to that. But a lot of the emphasis was in the wash bay, right? The, the wash decontamination. So, so that's what this has to do with, okay? It's a, it's a decontamination process that rids the vehicle of 100% of contamination. Okay, that I'm talking stuff that would be bonded because of hard water deposits, things like above the surface contamination, all the grease, soil, bugs, tree sap, every, every type of film, every type of contamination gets removed. So as quickly as possible, we get you to a place where you can start that paint correction with some peace of mind, knowing that this, this, this baby, this, uh, this starting, this patient is purely green clear. That's it. It's a hundred percent clear. It's it's, I'm going to start working on the paint. Now you do your, your job. I mean, you're the doctor, right? You're, you're yep. the, you're the doc. You got to diagnose that patient and make a determination what buffing pads or sandpaper or compounds or whatever. This, what's the prescription for yep. this particular patient? But, but, with this process, we help get you there, I think a little faster, easier, and a little more peace of mind that no matter what your next step is, at least you're working on something that you're not gonna have to go back and fix something that you missed because it's it's comprehensive, it's it's beautiful, it's, and I hope it's, it's a game changer. That's awesome, that's exciting. Definitely look forward to, to seeing that. With, um, you know, with everything, you know, are you guys hopefully going to shoot for it all as well with SEMA and trying to 
hope for that going on this year if we, if we have the opportunity? Yeah, well, we think so. We, we think okay. so. We, we say we're hopeful, uh, hopefully optimistic or whatever the, 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 the saying is there. Um, there's, there's some decisions that have to be made soon. Uh, yeah. And we are selecting our, our booth and doing all that stuff. So we're planning to be there. And, and I think, I think it should be fine. I, I, I think there's a good chance that um, attendance might be affected this year because of it. There's still going to be yeah. maybe some people. If it makes it the first year going back into it, then yeah. yeah. But, but you know what? It's, we're there to support the industry. If, if the show goes on, this year we'll we'll be there. We'll take whatever precautions are are required, and and we'll be there. I don't know about some of the other, like there's Frankfurt Auto Mechanica this year also, yep, yep. right? Um, I've got tickets to see Genesis in in the UK, two concerts, man, in in up in Leeds and in uh, in at the O2 in London. So I I don't even know if I'm going to make that one, <laughs> but. Um, traveling is is going to be a little bit of a of a of an issue so if uh, a little tricky yeah but sema i i would have to say sema and maybe some of the key car show events because there's a lot of throughout the usa you know there's a lot of events last year that were canceled some some still went on but we really chose not to do too many of them uh because our team felt uncomfortable about it and yeah. um we we knew that we didn't want to seem insensitive to our end user family of end user customers that we thought so we sat it out for the for the most part and, and we're going to start coming back um what are you hearing from some of the other people in the industry about SEMA is there it's roughly about the same everybody's just kind of you know sitting and waiting and seeing how things unfold for the rest of the country overall you know every I think every state is all a little different on their perspective of the pandemic and and how what they've experienced per state you know, some aren't as bad as others, and some in Florida, where it's just, we're like a whole different yeah. country in the whole wide world. I know. We're, we're, we're our own country right now. We're the boot that just fell off that nobody can find, and we're just kind of floating along, doing our thing, and wide, wide open. Governor's drinking beers at drinking bike <laughs> week, you know. We're just, it's fun, but, you know, just don't come down here yet. <laughs> uh, I, my mother-in-law's down there for the, for the, you know, she's a snowbird. So she's down there in, in, in Naples. My brother is, is down in Florida. Yeah. I talked, I talked to my brother, Brian, and he's like, Oh, you, you know, hey, your like, brother lives here, right? Yeah. 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 He, so he, he's like, what do you, what do you, you know, I'll tell him about some <laughs> of the lockdown things. He's like, yeah, we don't know about any of that stuff. My kids are in school. Yeah, we just went to the beach. I'm out I'm to like, eat. Leave me alone. Yeah, dude, don't rub it in. Okay, I don't, I don't want to. He's he's. I look, don't get me wrong. They were they're being cautious. I know in the in the community where my mother in law lives in in Florida, they were being real cautious too. But she wasn't. I was telling her, listen, you 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 know, feel lucky. Not only do you have some great weather because we were freezing our butts off oh, up yeah. here this oh, year yeah. with the snow and and real cold temperatures up in New York. But um, yeah, Florida was a was a whole different story. So you're right, though it is. We're still cautious, but it's just a, a different perspective on how we took it, and it actually was, I think, successful, and yeah. it made it still, you know, where you're able to live life normally without the the burden on your shoulders of thinking that every every moment you're going to breathe something's going to happen. So. Yeah, I, I think the stats are starting to show that. I guess in the beginning, who really knows, right? It's yeah. a gamble, and yeah. nobody wants to take that risk. And so you're 
damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. But um, it, it's starting to look like it was it was OK. And um, just like what you witnessed coming back from Australia. I mean, you, you know, oh, yeah, you're you know, there was probably quite a few people got to witness that. But for those who didn't, I'm sure that was quite an experience to be like, wow. And that what mindset that put you in? Like, what what are we looking forward to? Like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> this is really happening in my lifetime. Like what, what's going to happen? I hope it don't get any worse or stay like this, if anything. Yeah. I, I'll tell you those, those days toward the end, that was a 10 day trip. And towards the end of it, where my wife was like really hounding me to get on the next plane, what are you doing? But we had some, some, some commitments and some demonstrations that were being made to some large manufacturers actually uh, down there. And it was some big deals. And we ultimately got the approvals that we were looking for and, 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 and I'm, I'm glad that we did, but yeah, when you, the, the embassy is texting me as, as a visitor. Yeah. The U S embassy, because I was registered as a, an American citizen who registered with the foreign embassy in Australia. So they knew I was there and I'm getting these warnings and it was, it was not much longer after that. I mean, within the next week, actually, where they locked down and nobody was coming or going. So it came that close to, to, to being stuck. Um, thank God the world is, is moving in a, in a better direction. And let's just hope Absolutely. that with these vaccines and everything else that's going on to, to lessen the effect. Although, if I could just... I've talked about another guy that, that needs some prayers. Uh, I have a distributor down in Bastrop, Texas, Scott Bryant. COVID is, has uh, really rocked his, his world. Both him and his wife got it. And, and he's, mm. he's still in the hospital. He went through and he's, he's in the ICU with um, um, struggling, struggling. I mean, he's a, he's a young dude. But he's, he's, um, he's had some diabetes issues and they were having a tough time um, getting him to be able to retain the oxygen levels that he needs. So talking about COVID, I mean, it hit really, it, it hit us in a, in a lot of different ways and, yeah. and, and prayers to everybody who, who's lost somebody or, or, uh, or needs, through those, it. needs yeah. those prayers right right now, but this guy's <laughs> part of my family. So, um, and he's struggling. So hopefully. Um, yeah. I'll send some prayers out for him for sure. And that's like you said, for any and all who's gone through the, the nonsense of this, you know, which, whatever level it may be. Yeah, no doubt. no doubt. So with that, Rocco, we're coming up on a time frame of keeping right at an hour. So sure. before we close out, um, did you have, or do you have any advice on behalf of you or Glip Tone that you could put out there into the detail world that, that could help somebody, just something short and sweet that would really capture somebody's attention? Yeah, um, I, I'll tell you what, I used to read a lot and, and listen to audio tapes when I was on the road. And, and uh, Zig Ziglar was one of my mentors back then. And, and, a, and it's an expression that I used to say to my kids. And so I'll put it I'll put it out there. If you do more than what you're getting paid to do, eventually you'll get paid more for what you do. Remember that, guys. Do that more than more what time. you're getting paid to do. And eventually you get paid more for what you do. Go that little bit extra uh, and I'm not going to bore you with all the different things I've seen over the years, but little tricks and things like and tips of, of, of contributing a little extra guys got change left in his, in his cigarette, you know, uh, his, his coin thing, maybe polish his change, you know, so he gets back in, he sees his coins are polished, uh, or keep some polished coins on your rainy days and then switch out the change or, 
you know, any, any, anything like that really that, that could uh, make a, a difference. And one other thing, actually, if you're on the job and you're new in this business, right? If you're new in the detailing side of the business, make sure at the end of a year, you got 52 weeks of experience, not one week experience 52 times. There's a difference. After five years, make sure you got 260 weeks of experience. In other words, always be learning, right? Always, mm -hmm. uh, let's call that ABL, right? Instead of ABC, always be close. Always, ABL, always be learning. Because the more you learn, uh, the more you contribute to your game, the more you raise the bar for yourself, mm -hmm. the more you're going to earn and more opportunities are going to open for you. Pay attention to guys like Justin, you know, and, and, and people that can show you things. If, if you've got distributors that you can choose from that are coming around trying to sell you product, pay attention to the ones that are, that are going to make a contribution. You know, the, the ones that when they show up, they're not taking something from you, but they're willing to give something, right? And, and if that guy's product is, is 50 cents a gallon more or whatever, you know what? Think about it. Maybe it's not just a big deal. If that guy's going to contribute to your future, if he's going to teach you some stuff yeah. and help you make money, right? There's no That's, dollar on that. It's a big deal. So, yeah. I like that. 100% agree. That's good stuff. Well, Rocco, also, um, how do they find any information on Glibtone? Give us some sources, some platforms. You know, I'm, I'm, we're, we've, uh, we've got a Twitter account. You can follow us on, on Twitter. Uh, uh, Follow us on Facebook, you know, Gliptone. Just, uh, just look for us out there. There's several of our distributors that have their uh, Gliptone handles. I think we're Gliptone underscore USA. Um, my European Gliptone distributor, he's based in the UK, but he covers all of Europe. Uh, they got a, a large training facility in, uh, in uh, the, roughly the Liverpool area. Anybody who's, uh, who's in the UK or in, in Europe want to Come visit those guys. Uh, check out their website. They're always doing educational stuff as, as well. Um, yeah, so just keep an eye and on your, Gliptone. Your website for the U.S., what is it exactly? It's gliptone.com, okay. www.gliptone.com. Um, awesome. I always ask just in case. Especially if you're in the detailing business and uh, follow us and, and, and really kind of especially the next couple of weeks, pay attention to what we're doing with this uh, decontamination uh, wash process. It's, uh, it, it's, it's going to be something that uh, I think everybody's going to want to at least try out for themselves oh, yeah. and, and see if it'll, it'll help them. And, and I think it will. We think it will. I'm excited about that. That that's, sounds interesting, unique, and uh, makes me anxious because it's like, what oh, could it be? I what could so. it be? That's the little, the little teaser yeah. that you have out there. So oh, man, it's coming <laughs> soon, man. It's so coming. from... From, from the relationship I've had with Rocco, uh, your brother, your, your team, your family, it's been awesome over the years. And I've had times where I've had a lot of personal time with you guys. And, you know, the, the team, it, everything you said it is 100%, the integrity is there. And the products, the products are solid. So if you're not familiar with Gliptone, definitely look up their website, figure out a local distributor, get your hands on it, try it. Um, and then, you know, their distributors and their team of everybody at Gliptone is more than uh, happy to help you and get you in the right direction on answering any questions uh and at shows if you do go to shows and you're one that does attend shows especially like SEMA go meet these guys go meet Rocco they are personable uh and they're here to help so again thank you for everything you've done in the industry and of course with Gliptone as well 
and making it the, the silent giant that it is. And um, thank you for being on and being, uh, you know, episode or uh, podcast number 20 for the Reflection Artist Live, because this is all new to us. And hopefully we can have you on again in the future as we grow with this podcast as well. That'd be great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you, Rocco. And I'm going to go ahead and sign us out and I will, uh, I'll talk to you and we'll touch base in regards to that uh, decon product that you're Perfect. talking about. So I'll talk to you later. Perfect. Thanks, Rocco. You're welcome. Take care. Take care. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks for tuning in this week to Reflection Artist Live. We hope you had fun and learned something new. If you missed an episode or are looking for more, check us out on our social media or podcast platforms. And join us next week when we have another amazing guest. Don't miss it. We'll be talking business, life, and detailing. Also, don't forget to check out BuffAndShine.com for a variety of buffing pads and accessories for your detailing arsenal.